0: 2020 for me has been the most vulnerable season I've ever experienced in life. I've definitely had my share of ups and downs to hell and back, you know, disappointments and joys in life, but nothing could truly compare to the outcome of how the first half of 2020 has come thus far and we're just now about to hit May. So we're not even six months in and I'll never forget the way that life has completely been a 180 for me. Um, this year definitely started in an extremely heavy place of the realization that My marriage was dead, and I had a hard time grasping the reality that I needed to stop trying to breathe life into something that only God could resuscitate. It's a hard pill to swallow throughout the process because I constantly wanted everything to work. I constantly had that mind. Well, you know, God can fix it. But you also have to be cognizant of the reality that there are things that may not need to be fixed per God, which is why they're going the way that they're going. And that's a lot to take in as well. So all the way now at almost May 1st, I've been battling this process mentally and psychologically and emotionally um, with just trying to accept the reality of where I am which is in a completely new norm and I think the umbrella of it all is how frightening it is because I'm in a foreign territory I've never experienced. Um, Coming into this new year I knew that Three major things were going to happen in some shape, fashion, or form. Um, A new car. After having a really bad car accident, but by the grace of God, it did not affect me physically, so I was unharmed. Um, A new home. And a new job. But I guess that fourth element that I you know failed to really recognize that was also part of all of this was just a new life no longer being married and I felt like I just fought that process along the way so much and so hard just trying to find ways that it would work to the point it completely diluted the entire reasoning as to why it was happening in the first place in my mind I was in um Revival of my marriage in my mind. Like, trying to figure out the whys and the where did it go wrong and how can I recap, I mean, just really trying to figure the process out. And I'm having to learn and grasp the reality of it's been over. And just as I'm sitting here and just finally trying to shape my mind around okay, it's officially, officially here because today marks day 61 of the 61 day waiting period and it has been hitting me like a ton of bricks for the last 48 hours, like, hard. But God this is truly the end of the road. Um. But something that just kind of came to me with a bit of a peace of mind and clarity was, you know, going through... And remembering how sad and upset I would be in the marriage. You know, yeah, it felt good, I guess, to say, yeah, I'm married and I have a husband. But at the same time, dealing with that envy and jealousy of seeing relationships that genuinely did the things that I thought should have been naturally coming and happening that weren't happening in mine. You know, to know that I would be going to bed not only alone, <laughs> but just sad and upset and crying and hurt because all I wanted was a kiss. And that's a big deal. I wished that I could be kissed and hugged and loved on the way that I know that a man can hug and love and be affectionate with a woman. But I didn't have that in my marriage. But you know what I had? I had a marriage. <laughs> and it's like, but what was it worth? And that's when I'm just kind of in that place of thinking, I got to count it all joy. Because if I could count how many times I just sat there like, I can't do this anymore. And somehow I kept doing it because I didn't know anything else. That's the issue. Not knowing anything else and just staying where you know it's familiar. That keeps you from going into the unknown. And it keeps you from taking that leap of faith and it is to say frightening is an understatement i completely understand that but for god to know his daughter and know it takes for me to really be pushed out of the nest so to speak and a lot of things for me to move forward that's exactly what happened you know my for carl to call the shot of wanting the divorce in finality Um, For me to have that car accident in order to be put in a position where I had to get another car. Um, For me to have that option taken away of being able to stay with a friend and kind of roommate with somebody to kind of slowly figure my way out to get back on my own two feet. Nope. God was like, nah. So being pushed into a place where I had no choice but to go through the process to find my own space. I mean, I've gone through some extremes mentally and emotionally just to get where I am. But this is where God wanted me to be, even though it came at the price of a lot of tears and a lot of pain and a lot of discomfort and frustration. You know, um, the world has been dealing with a pandemic and I've just been dealing with life with the pandemic as well as life going through a divorce and I cannot even begin to say how much of a toll this is and at the same time how much strength it takes to get through something like this not only am I dealing with the fact of you know not currently working so having a lot of time on my hands to really just sit and reflect and analyze over things which that could be a good and bad thing on both extremes but dealing with that loss dealing with that death of marriage dealing with that rejection and abandonment dealing with those reminders of not knowing what's next this has been the hardest season of my life and it's really dawned on me in the last day or so i am completely 104 in territory and i don't really know how to respond to it or what to do with this i'm in a home i'm not familiar with but it is mine that's a crazy thing it's new but it's mine um I'm not in a place where I'm doing my norm of working. So I'm just in this place of being able to be rested and peaceful and meditating and studying and spending time, you know, in the word. As well as just having to cope with my thoughts and trying to compartmentalize everything that I'm dealing with internally. Not having friends to be around, you know, not only because of the quarantine, but reality is I don't have those friendships that my life really desires and needs those godly friendships those equally yoked friendships those spaces of being able to confide in now granted I'm more than grateful to have my elders they are an absolute blessing but there's only so much I can say and do there you know just with the process of yes they can pray for me but I'm in a place I don't think well no no I don't think I know for a fact nobody's ever experienced we've never been in a pandemic so I'm in a place that could never be explained to me or told to me yeah this is how you do it it's like I'm the one that'll have to be able to tell this story of how you can and you will get through it from the perspective of not only being in a pandemic so being by myself quarantined by myself with just me myself and the lord but to get through this process of a divorce with straight no chaser kind of lifestyle i don't have anything to cling to or any distractions or any process that's just helping me be diverted from this no i'm having to walk through it it's like a constant unquenched fire and you just it's it's like a wildfire And there's nothing that can put it out. You have to let it dissipate itself. Um. But I think what's kind of bringing me. Some form of peace right now. Which I haven't seen in a while now. Just going in these vicious cycles. From anger to unhappiness. To loneliness. To abandonment. To bargaining. To just. It's all over the place. Um it's really just bringing me salt laces just remembering even back to the signs where it's like it just wasn't it and it wasn't working Um, back to you know the wedding, our wedding day was a disaster I spent more time crying on my wedding day tears of unhappiness and sadness than anything remotely close to joy just going through the cycle of realizing the places where Interest was lost from the jump from Carl, but it's almost like I just dismissed it like, oh, it'll get better, or I can fix it, or something that was just simply a delusion, to be honest. But thinking back on all the times of the things that I was so unhappy with, and the only thing I had to hold on to was, I'm married. It was like a drop to a bucket. Um, and, and I've just really been toiling with that because I'm like, it's not like I want him back. It's not like I want to be back in that relationship because I never want to be back in that place where I was. But it's because I'm in such a foreign place that things are just able to be played in my mind by the enemy. Things that I don't know, things that could very well just be lies and mirages and you name it but they're really bothering me because it's playing on the things that I know that Carl is capable of doing the things that hurt me through our marriage and through our relationship that it's like, <laughs> of course it's not going to be better now. It's going to be worse because he's on his own, honey. But I have to constantly remind myself that that's not my business. And I surrendered the marriage to the Lord long ago and I'm really just riding that out you know giving those daily reminders to myself that I can't be concerned about things that I have no control over and reality is it's just like okay say things are going on that should not be going on in the basis of the fact that we're still married there's nothing I can do about it it is what it is which means if it exists it exists and that's for God to handle, not me to worry about. And that's a hard pill to swallow, but it is the reality that I have to remind myself. <sighs> but I think what I will just really be meditating on, you know, following that that um, scripture that tells me to meditate on things that are good, things that are noble, things that are just, things that are right. Things that are pure and lovely and of good report. Um, just remembering the misery that I went through just to say, I'm married. I never want to go through the misery of just saying, I'm married. I never want to go through the misery of just having a ring and a new last name. I never want to go through the misery of just being with somebody thinking, I can fix it like I'm super woman. I do deserve better and my better and my greater is on the other side of all of this healing and that's frustrating in itself feeling like I'm constantly going through the same cycles it's like this long down the line I shouldn't be crying the way that I'm still crying and hurting the way that I am but I do it's frustrating trying to figure out how long is this going to take when am I going to get on the other side of this mountain but I think it's just finding those small daily reminders of it will be better and it will get better and why it'll get better and why it'll be better and reminded of what is it that you think you're missing anyway? It's like a fear of missing out, but there's really nothing that I would be missing out on returning to where I was because where I was was dead. And the only thing that was living and surviving among all of that was parts of me. But I lost so much of me in the midst of trying to be an entire marriage on my own that my mental and physical and emotional health suffered greatly. And I'm just in a rebuilding season. And I'm more than grateful to the Lord for even going through this process with me because I could not be where I am today without the grace of God by any means. As bad as I had gone down the rabbit hole, I counted all joy to the fact that the Lord has kept me in spite of my emotions, in spite of my feelings, in spite of the pain, in spite of the turmoil, in spite of the constant reminder of rejection and abandonment, in spite of the constant, why am I not good enough? He doesn't want me. You know, what, what What? do they have that's better than me? It's just, it's been a long road. But it was a long road, even in the marriage. So I'm on the walking out of it side. And as someone told me before, if I'm going through it, I'm going through it. So I will get through this. And as my elders like to remind me, this too shall pass. I'm looking forward to the nights of complete, whole rest throughout the night. Uninterrupted, peaceful, joyful. And I will continue to pray for those. Because I know that they are coming in due time. And I am content now on letting go and knowing that greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. And greater is coming in my life on the other side of all of this I can't make it I've been making it because the Lord has kept me and loved on me the way that I truly need to be loved so that I will never return to this place again and I appreciate that more than ever because if the Lord didn't love me he wouldn't bring me through all of this. he wouldn't have taken me out of a place where I did not need to be and I wouldn't have learned the depths of destroying this spirit of desperation that I've lived with for so long. It seemed like a norm, but it doesn't have to be. So even in this foreign land, in this foreign territory, mentally and physically, God is keeping me. And I am making it. And I am learning to adapt to where he's bringing me to because he's equipped me to be here so that I can be prepared for what's coming next in this time, in this season, in this life this pandemic has nothing on what I'm going through on my own and one day I will tell my story to many who could never fathom it of how I made it through and I'm looking forward to that And I thank the Lord for his love and security and safety over me. And I remember daily, surrender to him and he will forever love and take care of me because he will never leave me nor forsake me.